The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Dog. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 Astrolab is tight. I love pitch meetings. The guy's so great. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrolab. Yes, we're we're having an off the cuff night tonight because we just kind of piece together our show notes at the end of the night or whatever, whatever. You know something. We're we're, um, we're working class people trying to do a podcast on the side. Look at us. Yeah. So, anyways, I am one of your hosts, Joe Dyer. With me, as always, Mr. Scott Campbell. How you doing tonight, Scott? Uh, I'm all right. Before we get into that, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, let me, look. I'm going to try and do this like everybody else. Uh, wherever you're listening know. to this podcast, please make sure you like that platform and save us and all the stuff that way. Whatever that item is, whether it's Spotify, Google, whatever, you'll get the notification to let you know, hey, there's a new episode. Uh, I'm okay. A little warm because it's like unseasonably warm right now. Uh, I open the window and the wind is blowing. So yay, extra audio. Sorry. Um, but yeah, work has been a bear uh, and I'm not talking the too, too kind. Um, I love the two two kind. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been uh, I'm feeling a little overworked. Um, mm. We just adopted a new puppy. Uh, she is yay she, dogs. Yep, she is a twelve uh, week old Jack Russell uh, Jack Russell Shepherd mix. Mm-hmm. Before she wound up with the adoption people. Uh, same place we had adopted our other dog from. Uh, she was found like in an abandoned home. Oh boy! Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Either they didn't know, or she was part of like a litter that was just left there. Um, so there's issues that need to be dealt with as far as health wise. Um, which that's uh, there's a follow up appointment tomorrow that my wife mm-hmm. is going to take her to. But um, yeah, she is. Skinny as a rail, um, and you can feel like her her in individual ribs and stuff. Uh, but yeah, she's she's super precious. She uh, um, when she gets excited, she has like a hop or a gallop. That's kind of cute. Um, mm. But so we're doing the ha- well, I'm. But yeah, we're doing the uh, the house training thing. So. Trying to get that nipped in the bud. So far, it's been okay. Uh, there's room for improvement. But we call her Dobby. Because uh, when you look at her, her ears just kind of right. come out just like Dobby. And it's like, and, and she's been freed from whatever life she had before. Uh, and her and her other dog, Drusilla, get along just fine. There, there are times that they kind of, it doesn't look like they're playing. It looks like they're fighting. 
Right. Um, but yeah, Drew usually takes care of her. Like when when Dobby's eating, Drew will be like, "You all right? You eating okay?" And then Drew <laughs> will go around to her bowl and take a few bites, and then come back and check on her. So it's kind of adorable. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um. So as much as you know, because I'm I'm work from home permanent still. Right. Um, right. Right. I don't think that's that's probably never going to change. Um, especially right. now. Um, but it's just adding that onto crap. I'm getting like double, triple the work that we should be. I think we should be getting, or that mm. I'm expected. Like if I'm expected to get done X, but then the incoming work when I start my day is X plus Y plus Z, and it's like, and you only expect me to get X done then what happens to this extra work that doesn't get done until maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day I come in. By the way, baseball season is happening. I'm, I may be taking time off to, I don't know, go to the ballpark with my elderly parents. You know, just right, right. stuff like that. It's like, I, yeah, just... <coughs> and it's not my supervisor's fault, obviously. Um, you know, he, he's there to manage the team. But, you know... He's the one that has to hear from all of us, which we're gentle because uh, he, he's awesome. But it's just that, you know, eventually there has to be a, a breaking point. And I think those either above above his boss or even higher up who cut the overtime off, I think they're going to have to cave and be like, all right, we'll turn the overtime faucet back on so we can fix essentially the pressure of all this extra work that we didn't anticipate coming in, yet we have all sorts of numbers and data analytics and all this <clears> stuff <throat> to determine workload and blah, 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 blah. So now I've bored you all to death on that. Oh, boy. Um, I, I know I I know I was. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's just like trying to find time to make sure this is a weird thing. And, and I'm trying to use my words here. Trying to find Use your words, Scott. Right, exactly. I'm trying to find time to make sure that I, I am I don't want to say rewarded, but that I enjoy the week and some aspect of it. It's like get the work days done, then like what did I do during the week that was enjoyable or that was fun? Like for instance, right. this past week, uh we did like an impromptu get together with, with friends. Someone was just like, hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? Let's go do stuff. Right. Things kind of fell through with some of the things that we initially had planned because we're like, oh, that that's how uh, it, it's 8 o'clock and bowling is cosmic. That's how this works. We forgot because pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or we try and go out to eat and it's like, oh, uh, it's 6 o'clock and everything's packed. That's how this worked because pandemic. We... We just, uh, in our hubris, uh, no one was really at fault. Uh, I, I take kind of part of the blame because it's like, you're inviting me. I'm usually the one that's like, all right, well, what about X and this and that? And the plan, 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 plan. You know, that's just how I am as a control player. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just, it was, we made something like, Plan A, B, C, like, all fell through, so we resorted to, like, plan D, and it worked out just fine. 
when we still got to hang out and go out to eat and spend time together as friends and all that stuff. But uh, just remembering some of the things like in the before times, it's like, oh, if we're going to go out at this time on this date, we need to call ahead now to find out, like maybe make reservations or look ahead, right. figuring out oh, if we're going to go bowling, what's going on at the time that we expect to be there. You know, just stuff we for just plum forgot about because it's been however long, right? Since we right. were doing stuff like right. this on the norm. But yeah, so that that was kind of like a neat I don't want to say experiment, but just going through that, <laughs> just going through that process as a person. It's like, oh, that's what this was like. Well, now now right. I know for next time. Right. Um but outside of that just trying to find time to play paper magic. Uh, can't do it this week because, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to do it at all this week, really. Because it's right. the, the new puppy and my daughter's dogs are coming to visit tomorrow. No boy. Uh, and they'll be here tomorrow into Friday. You're going to be uh, dogged. Ah, mm. I got God. Look at me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm like, Matt, although magic is secondary, that's kind of one of the things I've been slowly, like, really looking forward to. It's like, all right, work day's done on Thursday. I'm done with work for the week. Let's go hurry up and quick change like Superman and go play cards. <laughs> and right. then wind up going, like, one, two, drop, and the one win is a lie. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, not, it's not that bad, but... Um, no, no. But yeah, just... Uh, I've been playing a lot of Magic. Just, just trying to get back in the swing of things as far as that's concerned. But, um, yeah. I've been playing playing a lot of Magic. Yeah, how how are you? I've been seeing some of your Battle of Wits. Uh, yeah, um, I did a stream last um, last Thursday. Okay. Uh, I played uh, two leagues. Wait, I played one league. You have a Twitch channel? Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't even uh no i i played a i played a league with um ben bauer who uh, was at at the uh, buffalo chicken dip event uh and he he's uh chain of smog uh legacy nick fit list nice uh we went two three in that league it was okay um because of the all access token uh the eight cast deck is like pretty much everywhere uh because the deck is kind of expensive so now that it's not expensive because the token right <laughs> a lot of people are a lot of people are really trying it out and it's it was everywhere we played against that in that league uh three times in that league uh Yikes. and uh, i lo- i beat that deck i don't remember what else i beat oh we beat painter that was funny well you're... that that one that one has like the most amusing way we beat painter uh in general Okay. Uh, and and it was because uh, we both had a Karn in play, uh, and I had a and they had an ensnaring bridge, huh. and one of my uh, viewers on the chat noticed they were like, "Okay, you can beat this ensnaring bridge. You don't even need to blow it up." And I was like, "Wait a minute, you're right. I have a two two. They had a what was it? They had a one one. They had a, an imperial recruiter, I think, uh. in play." And, um, 
it was just like it's a one one. I had a two two Wither Bloom Apprentice and a four four uh, Scavenging Ooze. And of course, you know, I couldn't attack yet because of you know the bridge. So we were just kind of passing turn, passing turn or whatnot. And I was eating stuff out of the graveyard with Scoos and whatnot. And the somebody pointed out. If you go fetch Mycosynth Lattice now and cast Mycosynth Lattice into this board, you win the game. And I was like, oh my and I was God. like, you're right, because my creatures are bigger than theirs. They're huge. And, and because they can't cast spells, because since neither player will be able to cast spells, right. eventually their hand size will go up to seven because of, and for ensnaring bridge purposes. <laughs> so I was like, fetch Lattice, cast Lattice. <laughs> <laughs> and put a lattice on play and uh we passed a couple turns that way and they tried to play some lands to try and clear their hand and it didn't work and then it was just like from there it was just like okay get in for damage get in for damage kill you kill you kill you you know and somebody and, and somebody said well you could kill their car and i guess and i'm like and then you're like kind of unlocked and i'm like i don't need to do that i just need to attack them yeah yeah like just kill them like make them die uh so it was a really cool uh league we got to do the the combo a couple times uh one of the things i noted that league was um otawara soaring city it's just an absurd magic card so good um the eight cast decks are playing two of them now uh main deck and yeah there were there was twice in that league i had my wither bloom apprentice otawara back to my hand in response to chain of smog and it was just like all right well yeah i lose (laughs) cool so uh otawara is very strong um and then uh i followed that up i was on the same stream uh i played a league with battle of wits and um battle of wits uh i think there's still some tuning to be done on that list uh which is um i always give them silly names uh and this one i i ended up calling battle of wits 4 reconfigured uh, simply because I'm playing the um, the Swift Reconfiguration um, Devoted Druid combo uh, yes. in it, uh, so I wanted to have that as a as a backup. Weirdly enough, Swift Reconfiguration actually made a, a reasonable um, removal spell. <laughs> uh, I actually I had a I think I hit the Monarch something I, something i had something where i didn't want them to to attack me it might have been monarch um but i um I, they had a they had a um a plague engineer in play and they went to go attack me or they no, they were gonna attack and they were kill one of my planeswalkers or whatnot they were gonna kill like my teferi or something like that and i'm just like Swift reconfiguration, your plague engineer mid combat, remove it from combat. Nice. <laughs> it was just so gross. Make make it a vehicle. It was just so absurd. But uh, we did get to have at least one battle of wits kill on stream, so that oh, was yeah. cool. Uh, at least if it happened once, I'm, I'm I feel happy about that because uh, it's always fun to see it uh, happen. Unfortunately, the opponent did not let the trigger resolve. They just conceded to it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, ruin my fun. Uh, you should just let the you should let the turn pass and let the trigger resolve. It's more fun that way. Uh, you know, it's it's a goofy thing to happen. Um, 
Man, but, that, uh, that wind is howling out there. I, I closed the window. Yeah, it Sorry is. about yeah, it that. Is. Yeah, oh, you're fine. Uh, so I play. I put that up uh, mm-hmm. since the last time we recorded. I also put up a popper video. Uh, I knew we were talking about doing that, uh, so I played a um, a league with Rakdos Affinity Palper uh, and went two three in that league. Okay, I want to say either two three or one four. I can't remember. I think it was one four actually. Um, yeah, it was one four. Um, the thing I learned from that league is that. Um, I still have a lot to learn about the format and like playing the format. I thought I played okay. Um, the biggest thing was that there's a new version of Tron that's starting to float around. Uh, and it's kind of like an eggs version of Tron. Weird. Which is weird. Um, so basically it's like what you would expect from like, you know, it's a Tron deck. Sure. You've got, you know, Urza's Mine, Urza's Power Plant, Urza's Tower, blah, blah, blah. Karn Liberated. Oh, wait, but, no, no, uh, no. <laughs> no. But it plays all these all these cards that draw cards when they enter the battlefield, these artifacts that draw cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, your um, uh, Golden Egg and Icker Wellspring and Spare oh, Supplies okay. and all those cards. And, um, you know, you've got Conjurer's Bobble and you've got Chromatic Star and some of them are even playing Chromatic Sphere. Uh and it plays copies of Foundry Inspector, which is uh, which are common in uh, Commander Legends, uh, and it's the three drop artifact creature that artifact spells you cast cost one less to cast. Oh yeah, yeah. So you can just like if you get a couple of them to play, you can start casting your Ichor Wellsprings and your Golden Eggs for free. And then of course it's playing the card that's everywhere around the format right now, which is one of, like basically. This card is functionally Ancestral Recall on Popper, which is Deadly Dispute. Uh, because if you pair it with any of those artifacts that draws a card when the, when it leaves the battlefield, it's Ancestral Recall. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's one black Ancestral Recall. Like, it's it's really absurd. Uh, so you play all that, and basically you get to this point where, like, you have Tron online, you play a bunch of spells that draw cards, and then you do a bunch of stuff that also draws cards, and then you cast Weather the Storm. And gain a bunch of life. Because and then you, why not? And then you use like um, conjure the bo- conjure's bobble to put things back in the back into the bottom of your library and keep going. And some boy- versions of this are have been playing cards like um, what's the what's the card? Um, uh, Clear the mind is a card I've seen in the lists. The the lists keep changing. So I've seen Clear the Mind, which is the uh, Two and a blue target player shuffles oh, their graveyard yeah, into their library. Yeah, yeah. Draw a card. Yeah, I play that uh, on, uh, on Arena sometimes. It's pretty fun. Right, right. So they've been playing that. I've seen lists with ter- Terrarian as another draw card. Nice. Um, I've seen the list that play main deck copy of Golem Foundry, which is the uh, whenever you cast an artifact spell, you put a charge counter on it, and then you could remove three charge counters and put it, and you create a three-three Golem. Uh, so obviously you're casting a bunch of artifact spells. Uh, I've seen lists with Jace, Jace's Erasure because you're drawing a bunch of cards. Um, so it's just a crazy deck, but it's like kind of like a storm deck. Um, I even see now that they're main decking Fangren Marauder. Tron which, as Storm. It just is mind-blowing. Right, right. Well, I mean, they unbanned Expedition Map, so I think this is what we expected. Correct. Like, to, to see this uh, occur. Um, 
I, one thing I also learned from uh, playing that league is that uh, Affinity decks just like can't beat Fangrim Marauder at all. If you have, or you play any sort of deck that can reasonably cast Fangrim Marauder in any reasonable amount of time, Affinity just cannot beat that card. Do huh. uh, you know what Fangrim Marauder does? That uh, card is absurd. Not off the top of my head, is it, that it's... from uh, Innistrad Midnight Hunt? No. Okay. No, Fangrim Marauders from Mirrored and Besieged. All right. Yeah. I see. That. Uh, it's it's five and five and a green, so it's six mana. Okay. Uh, it's a five five. A five five for six. Okay. Five five or six. Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may gain five life. Uh, excuse me. What? Right. Yes. So all these decks are playing Deadly Dispute, and they're playing cards like Chromatic Star and all these other things. Because the treasure token goes to the graveyard. Well, but also they like of, uh, effects or check. All right? the all these cards also sacrifice artifacts. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I, I'm just so, thinking, like you know, like you cat you cast your Chromatic Star yeah, and yeah. you ta- and you you sacrifice your Chromatic Star to make a mana gain five life. Uh, you know your terrarian, your golden egg. You know your sacrifice your golden egg to make a color a color fix. You're yep. gaining five life. You cast deadly dispute to sacrifice an ucker wellspring. You're gaining five life and drawing a card. You know spare supplies has two and a tap sacrifice draw a card. Like you know expedition map. You play expedition map and you're drawing a card. So <laughs> you're, how, you're, how, how much longer is this lasting? I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not really sure. So I don't know if they're okay with this being part of the format, but I think it, it's, it seems like it's not that that good because it's like, it's good, but it's not that good. Sure. Uh, because the deck seems to like peter out and lose to itself a lot. At least that's was like my interpretation of it, playing it. It doesn't sound like it would be an easy deck to pilot. It's, it's not. No, no, definitely is not. Uh, I think fairies is actually kind of like at the top of the metagame now uh and that's also that's mainly because um i've seen lists with uh that new the new ninja from kamagawa uh the 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 one drop ninja uh the one yeah the one drop ninja uh, moon circuit hacker wait are we talking ninjas or are we talking fairies uh it's fairies but you play a lot of ninjas because the ninjas bounce your stuff like your spell setter sprites and so that's that's kind of how you play that game is you you stick like a fairy seer, and you swing in and you ninjutsu and like a moon circuit hacker and you get to draw a card, and then you know when your opponent plays something, you know like a you know spell or something like that that you can hit with spell stutter sprite you spell stutter sprite them, oh. and then you swing with your spell stutter sprite and ninjutsu in like a ninja the deep hours or another moon circuit hacker. I guess and you, we, we should probably uh, just find another name for the deck if it's got fairies and ninja like it's 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 a way it, it presents the deck a way to bounce the cards that are reactive which is 90 percent of the time it's spell stutter sprite like it's it's a it's basically a spell stutter sprite tribal deck if you really want to get down to it it plays counter spells and all that other stuff but you want to be able to get pick up your spell stutter sprite to recast it into something Mono blue um, boomerang. There, found a name. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's basically what your your deck does. Like you're just like, okay, well, I I put a fairy seer in a play. I get to scry two, because uh, that's also like really good. You're like, okay, I get to scry two off of this one drop, and then I get to like swing in, bounce it, put in a thing that draws a card, 
and then I get to cast this again and scry two again. Uh, uh, that's that's really good. <laughs> Those, yeah. The, so uh, that kind of tempo is really really strong. Um, well, as we know then, from like cards like uh, Fairy Time Raveler bouncing like Ice Fang Quaddle or uh, a Dress Down if it's still in play when it's your turn or right. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, anytime you could return something to your hand and replay it and gain value. Yeah, that you're you're pulling so far ahead, and right. you're not even playing. You're not even playing additional cards. You're like just replaying the same cards over and over. Um, I've seen a lot of experimental synthesizer. That is card is everywhere uh, in okay. the format. There's a really there's a really sick Boros deck uh, that plays like Glint Hawks and Draven Inspector and Core Sky Fisher and all those cards. And you get to play Coldotha Rebirths and you know so you cast your your Icar Wellspring and then you Coldotha Rebirth your Icar Wellspring and get three goblins and draw a card and. Uh, or you cast your, your experimental synthesizer and then Cold Ultra Rebirth it, or Core Sky Fisher it back to your hand, and uh, or uh, Makeshift Munitions. That's the other card that is also seeing like a ton of play, uh, which is the the two drop enchantment. You pay one, you sacrifice an artifact or a creature, and it deals one damage to target creature or player. So you can uh, basically hit um, really anything with it. Uh, so it's really good to take care of like small creatures and stuff. You can sacrifice your dark steel relic. Oh wait, no, that's you can, not common. You can sacrifice your Icar Wellspring. Yeah. <laughs> or your experimental synthesizer. Uh, so yeah, uh, experimental synthesizer is another card that I think that they mentioned they were looking at. Right, yeah, uh, I remember that from the article. Yeah. Yeah, from the article, and I'm I'm kind of certain that that's going to be something they're going to look at for sure because. Card seems to be everywhere. So, well, how long was it from the first banning with the uh, popper panel to the second one? Like, how it seemed pretty quickly. Yeah, it seemed pretty quick. Yeah. So I hope that when we get to that same amount of time this go around, right, that people aren't like, uh, "What's going on?" Format, you know, and just start being just just pestering necks about it. I don't think that's right, hard, right, right. So, but, uh, so yeah. Um, beyond that, I've been playing a lot of Legacy. Uh, I'm getting ready for the Buffalo Chicken Dip event. Sweet, April ninth. Um, is that right? April April ninth. Um, I am now officially currently. I was going to play the the Arena Rector pile, and I just didn't feel comfortable with that deck. Uh, and so I started playing around with eight, what is effectively being called by people as eight mulch, uh, which is the, um, the, the four exploration for mana bond, uh, four mulch for whiny way deck. Uh, and I started kind of like in a white green version with, um, it's like white green, blue ish, reddish with, it had some splash lands in there for certain things, uh, playing cards like Otawara. Uh, you play a lot of lands that ca- that have a lot of different names because the biggest threat in the deck is Field of the Dead. Uh, so all, all you're having a bunch of different lands that kind of do the same thing in mana-wise but have different names is really solid. That's why all your fetches in the deck are all, like, you have individual fetches of different names uh, because of, again, Field of the Dead. <laughs> so you're playing an EDH deck and Everybody else is playing Legacy. Uh, there's there are some four ofs. There's a lot of four ofs. Uh, like your wastelands are four ofs, and your um, your fields are four ofs. There's some two ofs here or there. 
uh, Dark Depths, Besaju, Maze of Ith, uh, stuff like that. But I, I got it. I, I got the name. Yeah. Can eight en mulch? Oh, it's like your Singleton Canadian Highlander. Can eight oh. en mulch? That's terrible. I know. So, um, the first list I was on, uh, I started with four Urza Saga because you had like Expedition Map and like Soul Guide Lantern. Not bad. In in the, the main deck to be able to fetch with Urza Saga, and Urza Saga just felt awkward like pretty much all the time huh uh and so i ended up dropping them and cutting in other lands to kind of be able to bring in the depths combo uh because the version i was playing did not have depths in it and it just was just field of the dead oh wow and it and that felt really wrong uh i feel like you definitely need uh depth stage somewhere in the list just for those games where you can go like turn one mana bond combo you know, that sort of thing. Like, you go turn one minute on six lands, uh, and you are you drop that Dark Depths, Thespian Stage, Yavimaya, or whatnot. You're, <laughs> that's combo, <laughs> turn one, uh, that you can, you know, immediately go, you know, opponent end step, make a Merit Lage, kill you with a 20-20. Um, but, like, the biggest thing was also, like, adding in crop rotation. Uh, the deck was not playing crop rotation before. Huh. And I think everybody's kind of figuring out that you should be playing crop rotation because <laughs> uh, the card's absurd. Uh, so I am on the version where I'm playing one Mox Diamond. Uh, some versions are playing none. I'm playing one of. And it's been like really kind of super absurd every time it comes up. Uh, but not enough that I want it to be a four of. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know so. if you have room to do that. You don't. No, there's like 35 lands. You have eight enchantments, like 35, 36 lands. Uh, if I cut the Mox Diamond, it would just be another land. Uh, I would just play another land. So um, I'm trying to hedge. So the biggest things I, uh, for the Buffalo Chicken Dip event that I think are going to be kind of the big, the big deals. And this is kind of like uh, kind of the view of the format right now. Like the big deals of the format uh, of the format when I looked over over the last event, uh, one of the things I saw was, okay, so we had a lot of Blue Red Delver. Right. Uh, Blue Red Delver is going to be, you know, probably pretty popular everywhere. Um, but uh, a lot of 8-cast, and that deck has just gotten better since the last one, and there was still a reasonable number of them at the last one, and this deck has only gotten better since then. Oh, and yeah. Uh, Kamigawa wasn't out yet, was it? No. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> they... They didn't have things like Kappa Cannoneer and a actual seemingly refined stock list. Right. Uh, which is like been everywhere. So I'm like, I'm assuming that's going to be a deck that I'm going to run across. Um, so I'm kind of planning for the, those two decks primarily. Uh, I've got a plan for Uro decks. Um, I've played against the Jeskai deck a couple times, the, the Hull Breacher Days Undoing deck. Uh, and what I found with that deck is that if you stick a field of the dead, you're probably not losing. I wouldn't uh, think so, no. Because that deck very much can't deal with, at least pre-board, they can't deal with uh, you just playing lands and never having anything to counter and just making zombies. Right. Uh, it really is very hard for them. Uh, because if you can just make a bunch of zombies, they're just going to lose. Now, I'm starting to see cards like Ruination 
<laughs> out of the sideboard. Yeah. I, I got Ruination today in a game, and I still won that game. Wow. Uh, because um, I had a crop rotation in hand, so I crop rotated for uh, for my other basic. So I had both my snow covered and my regular forest in play. And so I had, I had a loam in the yard, so I they ruinationed and cut themselves off of some of their, their non-basic lands. Uh-oh. Uh, so I loamed back Ghost Quarter and started Ghost Quartering, quartering their white sources. Oh, no. And so it got to a point where they had no white sources anymore. Uh, and by the time they surgical my loams, I had stage and depths in, in my hand. So I would just, like, play stage, play depths, and 2020 you. Uh, and won that way because uh, they never saw a white source, so which means they weren't going to see swords and plowshares. Right, and I, cool. looking at that deck, uh, mana base, I'm not sure if it has room for an auto, an Atowara. It does not. No, unfortunately, like you've got like your primary big like, it, it's playing like what two tundra, one Volk, and one Mystic Sanctuary. Uh, so yeah. yeah, and that Mystic Sanctuary sometimes is. Like a flex slot for other fetches or whatever. It's um, good, but it's like sometimes it ends up in your opening hand and you feel and you feel bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The deck doesn't play like deprive or anything to get right. that land back. I've seen I've seen Blood Moon out of that deck, which is like where Baseju pulls its weight. Uh so I'm okay with that. Like but like usually if you can stick a a, a field, like an early field, like they're not winning. It's usually not pretty not that hard. Yep. Uh, I do expect a good number of lands because lands players tend to come out for those kind of things, and we do obviously know one lands player that would come out. Good luck, Randy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if Randy comes out, you know, then there's at least one. There was like four lands players at the last one. Right. Uh, so I can expect lands. Lands, the, the matchup with lands is kind of like you have a little bit more explosive start than they do sometimes. Uh, so if you can just be like, put a bunch of zombies into play, even if they tabernacle you, you more than likely have the mana to pay for most of them uh, because of the amount of lands you're just putting into play. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm reasonably okay with that matchup. Uh, it's just based down to who gets the better draws and who has a better thing, who has better loams and who has... It's it's like a, like a typical lands mirror. Who has better loams, who has better crop rotations, who has better explorations, and obviously I have mana bonds, so... If I can surgical their loams or I can, you know, surgical their wastelands or, you know, something like that, you can usually get through uh, that. I do expect green-white deaths there. So um, it's kind of like uh, Legacy when we used to have it at Epic Loot, a bunch of lands players. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> the the biggest things I'm worried about is uh, the last event had five reanimator players. Oof. Uh, and I feel reasonably okay with that matchup. Uh, simply because um, I've got post-board uh, surgicals, uh, graph diggers cage, uh, endurance, uh, but then I've also got main deck uh, crop rotation to Bajukabog. So, or main deck crop rotation into Caracas if they, or, you know, if they have a, if they put a crystal brand in play, you can Caracas it back to their hand, uh, or like waste them off mana and tabernacle them. Uh, I've actually won a game that way. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I won a game that way. They they had uh, one land in play. They had a ba- bad lands, and they put into play a a gristle brand. Drew put into play a uh, used a 
a lotus petal to reanimate a chancellor of the annex huh or whatnot and i had an exploration in play uh and so i went um or no i didn't have an exploration i had a mana bond to play I had yeah. a mana bond and i was just like play wasteland wasteland you uh go to end step drop my my board of uh lands into play uh there's a tabernacle and a bog in there <laughs> bog you tabernacle <laughs> and yeah instant concede and just like okay cool <laughs> we got there you did uh, it so yeah it's a it's a sick it's a sick deck okay. i'm i'm really enjoying every little aspect of the deck it's it's fun to play uh there's a lot of cool tension uh there's a lot of fun things you can do with it uh so i'm really enjoying that aspect of it and uh getting to cast actual factual mulch in legacy is weird uh sounds like, wild it's it's so great and then i you get two mulches like there's there's you know there's two different mulches in the deck so you get mulch and you got winding way which is basically mulch uh because it's it, it's basically mulch because it's uh you're never picking creature for winding way it's wait, choose wait, creature this was an Innistrad Crimson Val, or yes, yeah, Mulch Mulch was just reprinted in Crimson Val. Huh. Yes. So, I mean, it uh, was, it was in standard bank with the first Innistrad, so I guess I shouldn't be yeah, surprised. Yes. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. First came out in Stronghold. Okay. Obvious. Obviously, we are going with um, the Stronghold art. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, in fact, actually, the list I have on. Uh, magic online so because of the token mm-hmm. uh it is like i've got old bordered uh you know the mulches and i'm old bordered all the duels are old bordered and all the um certain things certain things cards are any card that can be old bordered is like old border all the fetches are old bordered uh <laughs> you know i've got the the promo versions of besageo and the promo versions of um of otawara and the, the full art versions of Dark Depths. and <laughs> oh. So I, I, I've extended the pimp factor to the deck on Magic Online because uh, it's worth it. Right. Uh, in fact, actually, if you watch, if you see the Battle of Wits list uh, in on that I have on there, uh, it too has been completely, you know, redone with literally anything that could be old border or, you know, whatnot. Uh, so like I've got like the old bordered ice fan quaddles and you know all that stuff old bordered hierarchs old bordered birds old bordered you know battle of wits uh etc 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 lotus petal mox diamonds uh old border all the almost all the cantrips are old border except for preordain which is the only one that doesn't have one could you imagine um, if uh, if Boseju had old bordered but also old text like it's the, the, the channel keyword ability or whatever, right? Oh my god, that'd, that'd be, be kind of funny. So yeah, deck's deck's been fun, cool. uh, but I'm I'm curious. I can't wait for uh, this BCDL event. Actually, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, uh, regardless of what happens, because uh, like Legacy right now is kind of like in this weird headspace of it seems like it's fun, uh, and it doesn't seem like it's too hateful. Uh, there's definitely still that aspect of well, blue red Del- we we ban Ragavan and blue red Delver didn't really 
didn't really shift the needle yeah. on that deck. But at the same time, the de- the games feel a little bit better. So, uh, you know, there feels like there's appropriate tension again. Uh, now, granted, Murktide Region is still a card. Well, sure. And I, I don't think that that card uh, should exist. Uh, however, if that card shouldn't exist, I probably should get rid of Kappa Cannoneer, too, uh, at the same time. Yeah. But the problem is people are complaining about Kappa Cannoneer, and it's weird to hear people complain about a card that goes in a deck that isn't Delver. That makes a deck that isn't Delver good. <laughs> so at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of okay with it, but I've played against it enough to be like, yeah, this card is kind of broken. Like, it is kind of busted. It's, uh, uh, what is it that the kids call it nowadays? Uh, it's cracked. Is that it's, it? It's it's pretty cracked. Cracked? Know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have, it's, it, I'm old. I have no idea what the hell that shit <laughs> means. But. It, it, is a, it is a very strong card. Yeah. Uh, I have, you know, really, really seen uh, the power level of it. And, yeah, you've got to really pay attention to what's going on on their board before one comes down because there's ways to stop it from coming down uh you just have to like really pay attention to that and uh. it's just it's rough yeah it's a it's a rough deck to play against you're just like okay well crap they vomited their hand and they put a turtle in the play that's immediately a five five because i don't know why they had to add that on there that it, it triggers on itself right uh, it, it not only triggers on itself but it's already a big boy it's already a pretty big creature yeah. right off the bat, but then it makes it insane. Can't, can't be blocked, and you know, and if and if you have a scion play, it gets worse because every artifact you play with a scion play just is double triggers. Yeah, because you're gonna get the thopter, and then you get it whatever you played. Right, and so that's just it. Just makes it even worse, and yeah, it's a it's a excessively strong card, and uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, but it's definitely good. So, but Legacy seems fine. I mean, it seems okay. Um, I think what's more interesting right now is I think Vintage is still more interesting, but the problem with Vintage is that there's all these Wind Trader situations going on in the league, so it makes it hard to want to record Vintage Leagues. I thought that was happening in, uh, in Legacy with the Wind Traders. No, no, that's in Vintage. Oh, okay. Uh, and the reason is is because there's, um, you know, obviously going to be, there's far fewer players in Vintage than there are in, um, in Legacy. Got it. And, And so, you have this situation where, um, you know, uh, it's easy to kind of keep the queues clear enough to get people in there to win trade. Right. Uh, but the other thing that they're doing now is they're doing this thing where they queue into real people. Uh, and then they take game actions so incredibly slowly that it keeps the person tied up in that match for the next conceivable, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Huh. Uh, so that, so that their buddies can win trade into each other. Basically, they're keeping. The, they have one person that's keeping the. They have a couple, a couple of people that are keeping the win, the, the queue clear by queuing into real players. And oh, just play, I just see. Playing at a glacially slow pace, to so, where they don't lose to inaction. So, like, say you and I uh, are trying to do this thing, and I'm like, "All right, Joe, today you're going to do win trading." And I'll be your I'll be your blocker, essentially. Yeah. So you so, would queue into somebody and you would play so slowly. Yeah. 
Like, you play your Bizarre Baghdad, because it's almost always Dredge. They always pick Dredge. They always pick Mana Dredge, so that it looks real enough. Right. Uh, and then, so you play a Bizarre, and you go, wait three to four minutes. Tap Bizarre. Wow. Wait three to four minutes. Resolve Bizarre. You know, that sort of thing. You know? And they would just wait on that cusp of, you're going to lose to an activity, and then they would do something. Yeah, there's got to be something they can do, because if that was, like, uh, obviously the same thing can't be done in paper, but, like, if you and I were playing in paper, and I played a a bazaar, or just a land, right, and did not state any game action or pass priority or whatever for three minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds prior to that three minutes being up, a judge at that table would have been, like, you need to make an action. You need to do something. Uh, yeah, so... Man, that's... Uh, you know, that's kind of crazy. It's a good thing that their focus is on Arena so they don't see that win trading I mean, stuff. I mean... They've been know. they've been trying to, like, push it. Yeah, it's received some attention. Okay, good. Uh, so, um, hopefully they're able to do something with it, because... So what what do the win traders get out of it outside of prizes? Uh, I mean that's basically like when you figure in, um, you've got one player that goes five zero and one player that goes o five. Yeah. Whatnot. So it kind of breaks even on entry, and then they uh, profit off of whatever's on top of the treasure chest that they get. Uh, but also they get play points, so the the player that goes five zero can just keep going. Okay. Uh, so they're spending money, but they're also making money at the same time. So basically, they're they're netting money every time they do this. And if huh. you do this enough times in an hour or so, you're making enough money in an hour that it makes it worth it. And it's stupid. I, I, I so so they're they're win trading to flip unopened treasure chests for tickets. And right. then at the end of what they're doing, flip those tickets for real money into their PayPal account. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty ridiculous. So. It, it's it's kind of stupid. I mean, I I get that there's this loophole where you can take this program and make money out of it. There's no hard fast rule that says uh, you cannot win trade or whatever, right? But right. you get, like, two or three people into this, and at least one of them's really good at playing Magic. Uh, yeah, you could... Well, let's see here. What What's the average treasure chest go for? Uh, let me see two, two and a half tickets? Let me see here. Treasure chest booster on good bots. They are buying them for 2.4 tickets and selling for 2.44 tickets. All right, so, so 2.4 tickets per bot. And let's say it takes what? Um, how long is the average league about uh, as far as getting through it? If they're doing this, it, they can get through these leagues really quickly because all they're do- they're not even playing games; they're just conceding. Oh yeah, so let, let's just be well, yeah, because the person that is being conceded to, right? They're not just playing. Keep- Right, just they just queue up again and queue try and queue into their their friend, yeah. who's also queuing up at the same time. That's going to go o five, right? And they're just conceding the game again, so they can conceivably play a couple leagues 
in an hour for sure. At least multiple leagues in an hour. So we'll say what three yeah. three leagues an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Then we multiply that by eight. So that's fifty-seven point six tickets, right? And then we yeah. di- then we divide that. Uh, you have to subtract thirty tickets from that. Oh, because the entry, right? Yeah. So it's the, yeah, still making like thirty something dollars an hour that, that's, at that point. That's twenty seven point six tickets. It's it's like twenty seven dollars an hour. Uh, well, well, I think it was what main traders were selling them for like ninety yeah. cents a ticket. Yeah. So yeah, about like, about twenty five an hour. You know, it's still really good. If they want, and, and again, this is an option, as we know, options are good. Uh, they can stay tuned in to the end of the show and reach out to me uh, through Twitter, because I will let them know my employer is hiring for <laughs> roughly that amount. They won't have to win trade or, or more or less cheat uh, right. in order to make at least 20 an hour, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Just, just so. saying. Yeah, that's... uh. So, uh, anyway, beyond that, you've got Modern on here. What's going on? Man, so uh, it kind of sucks because I won't be able to play this week, and I haven't been looking for stream paper events, so that's kind of on me. Um, I know Energy is pretty good about uh, doing coverage of Modern. When they have Modern events, uh, they seem to be the only one out there uh, that has paper modern events that they offer to have as far as coverage. Uh, that's kind of odd because I know that there are multiple com- companies out there that put out modern events. Heck, even local tournament uh, people such as Apex Gaming and Esports all the way out in Caldwell, Ohio will put on a very clean and professional uh, modern stream. So it's really kind of a shame that there are other tournament organizers that will put out modern events that, uh, for whatever reason, uh, don't want to showcase them on Twitch, even though they have a lot of people there in flesh and blood playing their uh, game uh, of Magic Gathering in modern. But, shade aside, um, (laughs) yeah, so there's been this big kind of push-pull with uh, Blue-White Control decks on whether we should run Snapcaster Mage or not. Uh, <laughs> I know. This right. is this, this is me, like, the guy that clamored for, like, Snapcaster Mage and Cryptic Command and Path Exon, all that stuff to be played in Modern. And here I am with a yeah, but. But stay with me, right? So, with Loris gone, uh, in a way, it's kind of sped up Modern? Right. If that's kind of... It, it's weird to think about it that way, but it has because it's like cool. Well, that's gone. Here's some more one and two drops or three drops to kind of beat or stall your deck or whatever. Um, right. The amulet titan players are like, oh, cool! I get to beat up on all these players now. Here's a turn mm-hmm. three six six and lands coming into play on top of that. Right. So. Uh, yeah, it's like when I see cards like Snapcaster Mage and, uh, was it the, um, the Otherworldly Light, um, oh god, what was that? Uh, March of Otherworldly Light. Thank you, I was gonna say Kami yeah. for some reason, but there are spirits yeah, yeah, yeah. on there. But yeah, March of Otherworldly Light, 
Uh, I'm like, mm, I don't know how well that can beat an Amulet Titan, folks. Uh, can we just stick with, like, we can run a couple of those, but, like, looking at the blue-white list, like, snap the smallest card that Snap is getting back is, like, Opt, and then right. Counterspell, and right. I'm like, is that good enough? It doesn't feel like it. It, it, it kind of feels like... Uh, trying to play Force Negation main deck when Loris was legal and Elementals mm-hmm. were just running all over the place. It's like, right. yay, I got this blue card in hand that I can't play. Yay, right. wow, wow, right. wow, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, yeah. Uh, however, uh, just scouring the internet, uh, found... Uh, some deck lists on was it? It was uh, Magic uh, MTG Melee, and uh, they have lists of all sorts of events or whatever. Uh, I don't think this was an American event. I think it was like Brazilian or or something. I don't know. But anyway, I saw a list that had no Solitudes main deck. Joe zero wow. running Snapcaster Mage. And Path Exile and Cryptic Commands and Field of Ruin. And I'm like, this says 32122. Is it possible this is like European dating? No, no, this is right. And this is like a, a, a pre MH2 list, kind of like. And, and it went, yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, eh. And, and don't get me wrong. Uh,. Wafo Tapa is a goddamn genius. He, right. he can play a ham sandwich and win a tournament, right? He's right there with guys like Reduke and all them. Um, so if he's like, hey, I think this is good, all right, you got the Galaxy Brain Man. I, I can't figure this shit out. I can't. So um, as odd as it is for me to like be clamoring to play Snapcaster Mage, and here we are with decks that are running it, I'm like... I kind of like Chalice's Avoid and Spreading Seas, even though the Titan decks are like, oh, cool, you Spreading Seas, my Volcanic, or uh, my Valakut. Uh, Karuland, bounce my Valakut, your Spreading Seas dies. Replay Valakut. Like, right. you know, they, they, they find ways around it. So uh, I'm kind of, uh, granted, I only play paper twice a week, and I'm 99% of the time I'm only playing at the store anyway. So it's like, meh, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of, kind of sticking with the uh, Shaheen style list with uh, Chalice of the Voids to deal with uh, all the one drops. And, and well, at the stores anyway, I'm seeing decks like uh, Hammer Time, um, Grixis Death, Death Shadows, another good one. Uh, right. I ran into this weird uh, Jund like one and two drop type list. It was like the super fast aggro list. And I'm like, uh, hmm. Chalson won. And he's like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm drawing cards. That's all I'm doing for my turn. You keep going, though. Um, so, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, right. Outside of that, I I can't figure out Jund. That's another weird one, which, granted, it's not really at the top, quote, top of the metagame anyway. Uh, right. Because, I mean, some decks are like, Wee! Urza Saga! And god-awful garbage mana base. And some decks are like, Bloodbright Elf and the Ragavan? Like, wait, what? 
Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know where that's going, but there is a new hot deck in town, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it is mono black. I've heard of somebody saying something about a mono black deck. Uh, is it this Cabal Coppers deck? Yes. Ugin yeah. the Ineffable, Karn the Great Creator. Uh-huh. March of Wretched Sorrow. <laughs> yes. Damnation, Invoke Despair. Yep, and Invoke wow. Despair is the big one. Uh, right. Yeah, the, this deck is... Walking Ballista. Is Eternal Scourge. Pretty hot. Yeah. Wow. It can generate a ton of mana like Tron. Right. But it's all basic lands. Nice. Uh, and, and running all these new cards that it's just like, here you go. Uh, Necromancia is really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's 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 cool. It, yeah. It's pretty sweet. So uh, I'm kind of pleased that that's kind of peeking out. Um, Tron kind just of... Heard a, I just heard a dog bark. Keep talking. Oh, sorry. Uh, Keep going. Okay. So you got the like Monogreen Tron and Eldrazi Tron kind of wax and wane. Uh, the Rock is kind of in there as well. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, but I mean, really, if we think about it, like the meta game as it breaks down, we got Crashing Footfalls still at the top, so you can cascade in your rhinos. Uh, Murktide Regent, which some of them are even splashing green. Uh, for things like Veil Summer, of course, on the board. Uh, any type of artifact or enchantment removal. I actually had an opponent play Tarmogoyf against me uh, with one of these decks. They kind of just pivoted into more of a mid-range deck. I think I talked about that a couple episodes ago. Um, but yeah, your Yorion four-color decks. Uh, Yawgmoth uh, is still at the top of the metagame. And I... Actually, it won a. Oh, yeah, won the NRG series uh, Chicagoland. First place went uh, 7 and 0. Was, that was a while ago, though, I thought. Uh, either way, it, it's still doing damn well uh, for itself. So, and there's a lot to play in modern right now. It's just you have to prepare. For everything that's going on. Decks I would definitely prepare for would be Murktide Regent decks. You have to deal with that stupid creature. Hammer Time. Amulet Titan. You have to find a way to deal with the Titan. Burn. Uh, you could lose nine or more life in just a single turn. Uh, that's pretty rough. Those would be the top four decks that I would uh, that I would deal with. Then you can work on things such as like Blink or Living End, uh, Death Shadow maybe. So yeah, like just keep an eye on what people are playing. Make sure your sideboard is set for not only dealing with the top of the metagame, but also they are answers versatile enough in the event you face against some rogue decks or whatever. Right. Uh, not not like actual rogues. But <laughs> although th oh, th that would be kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you know, a deck I haven't played in a long time. Tron. Okay, another deck I have not played in a long time. Elves. 
Uh, no, I played that one recently. Dredge. Yeah, unfortunately, that's like... It's in a weird spot. It, it is, but I like, I, I'm just playing locals, right? Right, So right, like, right. Why, why not go uh, conflag some people? Right. Um, and, and by the way, if any of you out there are listening uh, and know where I can get the Ox of Agonis playmat, stay tuned to the end of the show, that way you know where to reach me. Right, uh, right. Not, not, nothing wrong against my blood gas playmat that I use for that. But, like, the deck has shifted away from that and more into, um, what the hell's the name of that ghoul? Uh, Silver Smoke Ghoul. Silver Smoke Ghoul, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Wait, that's been reprinted already? Where? Uh, I don't remember. It was reprinted in, uh, Commander 2021. Oh. Yeah. Probably, probably one of the zombie decks that, um. Right. Speaking right. speaking of which, to kind of sidebar briefly in, into uh, and, and the commander, just real quick. So, like, I, I'm not super quick in building decks, uh, mainly because of money and being house poor and all that shit. And, like, I still want to uh, build a, uh, a Loro deck or Lord Ring, Wing Grace or how even... Grand Arbiter Augustine the Fourth because that's who I am, right? Just lean into my control tendencies, right? Right. And there are so many, like obviously Grand Arbiter was from a, an actual standard set, but for the first two I mentioned that were Commander precons, there have been so many Commander decks that have come out since. Uh, some even of those color combinations, probably even more than one of those color combinations. And, you know, and, and this is kind of brought up a little bit in the uh, Discord we're in. But, like, it's it just, it's so overwhelming. And, mm-hmm. and it's so, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I guess frustrating or a, a, a word similar to that. Uh, a discouraging would, would be right. a good one. Where it's like, cool, I, 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 this is a commander I would like to play. And I'm going to build this deck, and then by the time you start getting the pieces for it, like, the rest of the player base, or all the other players, have moved way past it, have already got preconceived notions, or would say shit like, well, if you're playing that, then I'm getting up and leaving the table, and not, not, I'm not going to play with you, because you're playing that. And it's like, so, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a fucking mess, like... Can you imagine if, like, that happened during the Companion Era? Which, I'm going to swing back to Modern, and then we can move on. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, can you imagine if, like, during the Companion Era, that, like, someone reveals their Companion, like, I'm not going to play against you, and just pick up and, and leave. Like, just leave the store. Right? Like, that just sounds so dumb when people are like, Oh, you're playing that commander. Bleep you. I'm out. Just, just don't like. This is why you don't. This is why you don't play with commander random, Scott. Just, just just play magic. I thought thought we established this. I just don't. I guess. Just don't play with commander randoms. That's just how you fix that problem. Everybody's random. But anyway. Yeah. Well, and and to to be fair, this is me saying that, and then me also considering hosting an actual commander event at a convention. Right. So, because uh, I was thinking about doing a, um, a commander event for uh, Trotcon, 
Oh, nice. Uh, so, um, but I just because I know there are a couple, there are plenty of people in that community that play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that it would probably gather a good amount of people to come in and play. So I was thinking about it. Um, Wait, there are people sh- in that community that horse around with magic. Nah, that was good. Should we talk about Commander Legends? Oh, uh, we we can a little bit, can, but can we yeah, talk about Commander but, Legends? But, but, I want to talk about Commander but Legends. But before before we uh, do that, uh, when I mentioned Companion Era, something I've been noticing is that. Uh, People who have been playing Yorion and aren't playing a deck specific for that, like the four-color Omnath deck, because that deck really is an Omnath deck more so than a Yorion deck, but whatever. Uh, some people are like, oh, I'll try out this Yorion deck, and it's like, huh, well, I want of the deck, after they play it, they're like, of this deck, I want these cards here, and I'll make a 60-card deck with that. Like, I, the people I feel are moving away from companions and companions are just kind of niche in a way which is fine yeah so it's like nature is healing so yeah, maybe, i mean maybe with there, lures there gone, was, the companion there was, era is over there are certain decks that you can play companions with that it makes sense to do so because mm-hmm. there's enough effects that make that deck redundant enough uh, we've talked about this several times. Death and Taxes and Legacy, yeah. you know, is is a deck where, uh, you know, it's it's pretty well proven at this point that uh, you don't have to point out the fact that this is this is how I've I've heard this term to me, and it makes a lot of sense uh, when talking with the guys that um, do well with these decks. You don't have to point at the results of. Yorion Death and Taxes to prove that it's good, you just have to point at the lack of results of 60 card Death and Taxes. And there's not much. Well, uh, how many people much. are playing 60 card Death and Taxes in Legacy, You'd though? be surprised how many people are still clutching onto that. Yeah, but we, we, don't, we don't have the data for that, yeah, though. I, the only data we have are, like, the top results. It got to the point where they had to create a channel on the um, Death and Taxes Discord for 60-card DNT uh, players uh, because it's either a great budget version of the deck or people ha- there are pearl-clutching people that are still clutching to that uh, but aren't doing well with it because... You know, it's it's just not good enough for the current metagame. Uh, and huh. so it's just like, okay, well, cool. Uh, you know, Yorion Taxes seems to work because it's got all these good redundant effects that make it work. So that's what I mean. Like, there are always going to be certain decks where that that's going to be good in that deck. But it's, it's good that there's a niche aspect of the Companions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that means that they're optional for most decks. Right. And that's really where it should sit. It should sit as, this is an optional thing to do for most decks, but there's always going to be these certain decks that are going to want it all the time because of how those decks are constructed. Uh, so, yeah, I I'm, I can see it. That's, that's, that's nice. I, I don't think we're ever going to get any other companions, so I don't think it really and for you 60 card legacy dnt players out there you keep going i'm proud of you you have my support go 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 uh, unfortunately i don't think it's gonna matter i know heck i probably just converted some over to uh yorian dnt now by uh offering them my support yeah so. 
But yeah, so, yeah, dude. So about Commander Legends. Commander uh, Commander Legends uh, to Electric Boogaloo. No, no, no. It's Commander uh, Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Because we gotta lean into the D and D. Yeah. Because they really are leaning into the D and D side uh, so far, and I love it. Commander love Legends. It. What should have been Adventures in Forgotten Realms. I yeah. I don't know. Um, I I'm thinking that um, it's more than likely that Minsk and Boo are actually a really good card. The card is absolutely really, really good. But how are Minsk and Boo uh, planeswalker? They've been they've been to Avernus, Scott. They they've technically traveled the planes. So ha. Uh, okay, so got, has Bane. Got him. So has Tiamat. Got him. Got him. And Tiamat's been on multiple planes. Got him. It's it's the same concept as uh, what they did in AFR. It's I know planes yeah. planeswalker as far as a planeswalker that, that concept also. for D and D, not planeswalker as far as Magic the Gathering. They're, yeah. they're not going to appear in Lorwyn or whatever. Pla- planeswalker is also like in D and D planar travel in D and D is so much easier than it is in Magic lore. Uh, so. I, um, it, it is. It's still dangerous, but it is. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's so much easier. So, but yeah, uh, Minskin Boo. Yeah, this is a strong card. I think that people are gonna. This is a good card that's gonna get. Has multiple ways you can build around it, and it also has multiple things that it does, uh, that are a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, for people don't know, it's Minskin Boo, Timeless Heroes. It's uh, two red and a green. Uh, comes in at three loyalty. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, and at the beginning of your upkeep. Uh, you may create Boo, a legendary 1-1 red hamster creature token with Trample in Haste. Uh, and he has plus one, uh, put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature with Trample or Haste. Or you can minus two and sack a creature, and when you do, Minsk and Boo deals uh, X damage to any target where X is that creature's power. If the sacrifice creature was a hamster, draw X cards. Uh, and it also can be your commander, uh, which is kind of silly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this card comes down, and and if they don't have an answer to it, uh, they're getting a one one. Uh, you're, they're getting a four four with trample and haste, like immediately, right? Uh, which is really good. Um, somebody did point out though that like the awkward part of this card, like in like a format like Legacy, which would be kind of fun to try it in, uh, is that somebody can bolt your planeswalker in response to the the enters the battlefield trigger. <laughs> Oh no! And so you just get a one-one <laughs> out of it, <laughs> and I said, "Oh yeah, that's true. That is something you can do. You can easily just kill this thing with the trigger on the stack, and they just get a one-one." Four that's... mana for a one-one in Legacy. What is this? Legacy nineteen ninety-seven. Right, right. So, but I mean, I feel like if this is a card you can stick, like it feels pretty good. It's it's uh, and obviously in Commander. Uh, if you think about it in Commander, like there's so many ways that you can abuse this card. Some people have talked about like Changelings mm-hmm. is a way that you can abuse it. You can sacrifice a Changeling, and of course it's a hamster, so you're going to draw cards and deal damage. You imagine, you know, sacrificing your you know, Chameleon Colossus or something like that, boosting your Chameleon Colossus, uh, you know, to you know ridiculous levels, sacrificing it, oh, drawing that many cards because right. yeah, that could be a hamster. Oh my god, right? God. Yeah, uh, but then also people have talked about like there's plenty of cards that deal with trample and plenty of cards that deal with haste mm-hmm. that you can just like play out like a trample or haste, you know, tribal deck with it, you know, and just you know use the ability to you know create 
make your threats bigger. And there's plenty of enchantments in red, and especially enchantments in green that give trample and haste to your whole battlefield. Right. That it seems this seems like a good card. I'm yeah, like I'm, uh, fervor. That, that's another one. Right. Um, right. So uh, nice that they're reprinting both fireball and lightning bolt. Yeah, uh, but and, like... and we're getting the the um, rule book frames for those. Right. That is pretty neat. So, so. Um, for for you know, I even have to check myself when seeing that. It's like, but 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 we have to remember the set is made to be drafted just like commander legends was a set to be drafted so uh, i don't know like i don't think bolts are common though so that's pretty good it, it is but i i don't think that lightning bolt is too strong for standard i mean yeah this isn't a standard legal set so i, I honestly, know yeah yeah i know so like lightning bolt and fireball could have and should have been and Adventures of Forgotten Realms. Maybe, yeah. Heck, Lightning Bolt, Fireball, and Counterspell. Let us just go all in, right? Yeah, yeah. But. I think so far, though, I think the strongest card that they've really uh, released so far is uh, Elder Brain. Oh, that card geez. is absolutely absurd. That, uh, that card's ridiculous. It's, it's really good, yeah. Uh, five black black for a 6-6 six, six with Menace. Whenever it attacks a player, you exile cards from that player's hand, then they draw that many cards. You may play lands and cast spells from among the exile cards for as long as they may be exiled. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though were any man of any color to cast it. Right. It's and, an attack trigger. They don't even yeah, have to connect. Right. And not only that, Ugh. like it's it persists after this thing is gone. Yeah. Uh, which is really good. So you get all these spells for pretty much forever. Uh, and, and then if you have something in play that either like prevents your opponent from drawing, so like oh I put um, a notion thief or whatever into play in response to the trigger, or uh, a okay. hall breacher, oh, or no. a hall breacher. Oh, no, yeah, not uh, hall breacher. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, narset, narset. You know, you narset. But uh, I would want um, notion thief honestly because yeah. then you're like you exile your hand. You draw that many cards. Uh, oh wait, no, I draw that many cards. Right. <laughs> so that seems good. Yeah, that's that's kind of busted. Uh, seems real silly. Uh, but uh, Wanda Wonder is cool. Uh, that's kind of neat. Um, Ancient Brass Dragon is kind of weird in black. It, it really is. Sure I like... understand that, but it's yeah. cool. It's a cool card. It, it does stuff with graveyards, so I guess that's like that's probably why they're getting the, they're, they're, where they're getting the black from. Right, they're basing it more off the card text than right. the creature or whatever. You the, know, the, man, rule book, the rule book frame for that one looks really cool, too. It, it's, it's so cool that they have some previews for the set. It must be coming out pretty soon, right? Nope. June. No, not all. June. Yeah. June they, are re, they are reprinting the... Um, the allied cycle of uh, the uh, cons- the battle bond lands, I guess, is what they. I don't yeah. know if there's an actual name for those. Uh, but yeah, the, that the that's land, what I would call them. Yeah, the lands that enter the battlefield tapped unless you have two or more opponents. Right, lands, and so, uh, yeah. on top of that, like they reflecting have D and D inspired art and reflecting pools in this. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Pool. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm reasonably excited for what I've seen so far, and I I think it's going to be a fun 
a fun set. Um, I don't, yeah. Uh, it, but, uh, it kind of makes me want to reconsider my idea of getting the Adventures in Forgotten Realms commander decks and uh, just putting cards in those that are from Adventures in Forgotten Realms and Commander Legends Mouth for Barlow's Gate. That way, the decks are just right with D with D and D cards. They're D and D themed, yeah. Yeah, there's no actual quote unquote magic cards in them, uh, unless it's a of course like a card like Fireball or Lightning Bolt that is from D and D, right? Um, so yeah, like I don't know. We'll we'll see how this goes. Like, I think it's they, gonna be a fun set. They revealed the names of the other decks and their color combinations for the commander yeah. decks. Yeah. Um, and what else was it? Oh yeah. On the booster box art was, um, uh, was it a, a Gith Yankee? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a Lazalle from, that, um, that's it from Baldur's Gate three, three. Yep. I, yeah. I would expect that there is probably going to be several, uh, Baldur's Gate three characters. Right. They they actually they set. actually did state that while there will be references to Baldur's Gate three the game, this is not a Baldur's Gate three set. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, yeah. All damn it. All I want is I just want Fizul Shimbrel, uh as the face commander of a deck. Or I'll even take them in a pack. And then uh, a bunch of Clerics of Bane and some Zenrim soldiers, something. And then, then we go to town. And then, I don't, I, then I don't know if you're going to get that in Baldur's Gate, but we'll see. I uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Especially a more modernized Baldur's Gate uh, that's going to be more basing off of, uh, partly off of what Baldur's Gate 3 is doing. So, yeah. Because you're going to be dealing... A lot with things like the mind flares and um, the gifts, the gifts, and right. Which um, for those who haven't, uh, which is weird because this game's been out two years, but it's still, still an early, early access, though, isn't it? Yeah, they are taking forever. Yeah. I like, thought about picking it up, but I'm just not sure how I feel about picking up a deck that, or a card that uh, a game that's still technically early access right like, like that. they like, don't even have all the cleric domains they're like i, I think just, they're even missing half orc i uh, just finished uh horizon forbidden west and i have uh star wars jedi uh, jedi fallen order to start on okay uh and i think i also just finished rise of the tomb raider uh and have to start shadow of the tomb raider so uh, like, I'm not really gonna be playing too much other games, uh, except, like I said, I'm probably gonna start in on Jedi Fallen Order, uh, cause, yeah. um, cause I, they had it for a really good price, they had it for 10 bucks on the PlayStation Store, nice. uh, which is normally, like, a $40 game, uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and I'll pick it up, uh, cause I'm curious, I haven't played it at all, so I was just like, alright, well, I'm kind of curious what this character is like because um, they just released uh, the Legacy Saber at uh, Galaxy's Edge for the main character of the game, which is uh, Cal Kestis. Okay. Uh, so they released his saber in the parks, and so people are, of course, going nuts over the saber. Oh, sure. 
you know, that sort of thing. And so I'm like, okay, well, well I want, I'm curious. I want to see, you know, what this game's like. And so I've heard good thing about it. So I, I can't wait till uh, they release uh, Lumia's uh, Saber Whip at uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or whatever. That I don't, I don't, I don't know if you'll ever see that or not, but we'll see. That'd be kind uh, of sweet. Um, yeah. But I yeah. honestly, honestly, what I'm hoping for, and yeah, because it was one of the ones that was in the poll that Cal Kestis won. Is I would really like to see a legacy saber for Ezra Bridger's uh, saber, the 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 one that's the combination like blaster slash saber, okay, or whatnot. I would really like to see that as a legacy saber. That would be one that I would think personally I would be wanting to pick up myself. Uh, we'll probably uh, see that as we get closer to the launch of the Ahsoka series. I think. I, I would not be surprised if all the ones on that poll were already made and they were just trying to see which one was the most popular. To, to release that one right. first or whatever, right, right, yeah. and then and then wait you're a like, minute, oh, you mean yeah. it's like the polls that Mark Rosewater makes <laughs> as far as which magic world people want to go to, and yeah. then we get that world right away, right? right. No, yeah, but let's talk no, about, let's, um, let's, so no, let's talk about... just to just to wrap up like the Baldur's Gate stuff. Like, look, um, there for us D and D fans there are going to be things in that. Or there are going to be things that aren't going to be in it that were like, it should have been in here. But let's, let's just, and, and this is also kind of for myself as well, so you can check me with, with my own words. Yeah. Let's just, let's just celebrate the fact that they're doing this and enjoy it for what it is yeah. when we get there. Because a lot, a lot of these cards, from what they said, are also going to be available on... Arena. MTG Arena. and. Yeah. They're going to take some of those cards and then others that and are dump, made dump them for into alchemy. multiplayer play. They're going to, quote, rebalance them to make them available for one-on-one play. So what this set not only does but also should signify is two things. One, Watsi is trying to produce paper cards and put them on Arena somehow at the same time. Well, yeah. they, they may not be able to put everything. So, like, when we get Lord of the Rings stuff, I expect to see that on Arena. I, I, I think they get, already said that was going to be on Arena. Right. When we get actual Modern Horizons 3 two years later, they'll ex- do that. Expect some of those to trinkle into Arena, assuming Arena, let alone the rest of the planet, is still there by that time. Right. Um, so, there's that. But also, actual multiplayer magic is never coming to arena probably because yeah because you would not do a set like this that's made to be drafted by four players uh and focused on the commander format and then like now we're going to take the cards that were made for multi multiplayer play and quote rebalance them their words not mine rebalance them for 1v1 play if you were going to put multiplayer on arena. So their multiplayer on arena is never, ever, ever happening. And this set signifies that loud and clear. There's a lot of stuff that's never happening on arena though. Um, we won't get into that because it's just not even worth it. Well, so. uh, it's a sidebar on that real quick. Like, no, 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 That's not where I'm going with this. Stay with me. So, other magic podcasts out there will record every week or whatever and talk about stuff going on. Joe and I are like, wow, that stream about the arena economy was crappy. 
Yep, sure was. All right, we'll see if there's anything to talk about next week. Like yep. that—that's <laughs> yeah. really what we do. Like, yeah, we, uh, like, we just didn't even want to talk about it. So, yeah, it, it's it sucks because we both like Magic the Gathering so much that there are weeks where it's like there's nothing to talk about because either a nothing's going on, or b the only thing going on that people are interested in talking about is crap. Yeah. And I just, I just that, don't want to talk. That, I want to focus on good. positive stuff. Let's focus on positive stuff. It, well, it's not even just positive stuff, just something that uh, you can have a constructive conversation about. Like, oh, well, here's what I'm seeing in the format. Or, like, the wind, the wind trader stuff, right? Right, right. Like, that's about as negative as I think we want the podcast to go. Right. Because um, it, it's actually talking about, hey, this is something that's actually happening that you need to be on the lookout for it could impact your enjoyment of playing uh it could skew numbers of like people showing up in the league and deck representation percentages you know stuff that's actually important right right where uh with the arena economy it's like yeah it sucks okay cool we'll turn arena off all right great there you go like that there's nothing really to get out of that conversation and what sucks is there's I don't want to say there's nothing we can do because I'm sure we can be creative somehow, but uh, they're in a way a lot of us feel a little powerless. It's like, man, I maybe I don't. I, want I just to, don't care. I, I I know that that's the thing. Like we talked about before with situations like this, when instead of being really happy or really mad, when the person that is impacted to some degree is like, I don't care. That's when they should be paying attention because if they stop caring, that's when that's rock bottom. Not the I'm angry because they're, they still care is when you don't care. It's like, Oh, you know, that's have, what, that should be the wake up, up call. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about new Capenna anyway. a little bit. Um, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go, go for it. Cause I have not read any of the story. Yeah, I've only I seen mean, some of the cards. We've got some of the cards out. We've got, we're getting a cycle of charms, uh, that they've been releasing, uh, pretty much one every day. Uh, we've got like three of them now and they're uncommon, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, charms have always been like uncommon. So I, think oh, that just I, I was thinking commands. Yeah. Commands yeah. are generally rare. Um, yeah. Because they do multiple things, uh, so it generally it tends to be they tend to be rare. Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, we get those. Like they've been doing this whole, um, they're really pushing the story uh, for this set, and it's interesting because instead of pushing, are you sure that's all they're pushing in New Capenna? Well, I mean, maybe I don't know, uh, but they're really pushing the story out. Uh, really quickly, and I think this is like a kind of a shift. Um, mm. So, like before, we've gotten the story kind of as previews were going on, or like as the set's coming out, and they're still doing story, and we kind of already know what's going on in the story because the cards have story spotlight cards, and so we just kind of get, you know, uh, we get uh, spoiled. Right. on the story because the cards already have the story on them and we're like oh well this is how it ends I don't need to read the rest of this uh, so this is kind of a shift they're pushing the story out before the previews even start 
Hmm. Uh, and uh, so I think that's kind of a good thing. When do you start for this set anyway? April 7th? Oh, all right. Like, so yeah. the story should be wrapped up then what? Um, we've They've had a story article, uh, episode story article, plus a side story for that day literally every day this week. Okay, is it wrapping up on this Friday? Or? I don't know. I don't know how many episodes there are, huh. but, they're, but they're packing a lot in this. Okay. A lot. They're packing a lot into this. And there's some of it I don't like, and there's some of it I do like. Like, I think it's getting interesting from a standpoint of um, the characters and that are involved and what's happening. It's getting interesting. Hmm. But at the same time, there's some scenes that are like, eh, I didn't, I didn't think this was that good, or this was not super well written. Uh, there's a scene that involves uh, Elspeth meeting a Johnny again or whatnot and okay. it's very bland it's, it's just kind of bland it's kind of like a johnny's like oh you're alive and i'm like i have a feeling that if you were this emotional about your friend that you witnessed getting stabbed in the back and died in your arms you would say something more than oh my god oh you're alive yeah you know there would be like an emotional breakdown there's a there's a build-up to this that you have to have in a story not just cut right to you know a johnny saying you're alive like there's there's a build-up to that you have to you have to come you have to convey a level of emotion there uh and i just don't think it did that well i don't think it conveyed that level of emotion that uh, you would think a johnny would show uh you know being you know the kind of character he is so, right. And that's the the common thread I've heard a lot of is that a lot of the characters seem very uncharacteristic of themselves. Um, it's hard to parse Elspeth because we never got a story for Theros Beyond Death, technically. We that's never had true. actual story articles of that, so it's hard to parse Elspeth. Um, but I think it's easy to parse her as a, uh, a damaged person. Hmm. Uh, I, I think that's uh, a very accurate way of describing her in this story. Uh, she's very much a, di- a damaged person. Uh, you know, she went literally to hell and back. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and not only that came out of, you know, the underworld, you know, dead set against Hiliad, who had, you know, converted her, the person she loved, into one of his, you know, demigods. Uh, you know, she converted Dax, he converted Daxus into one of his demigods. And, um, you know, that really ticked her off. And so, yeah, I, I can imagine that there's a lot of, like, PTSD there, I would, sure. I would, I would say. And I, I don't think they've done a good job of conveying that, but they've done a, a reasonable job of making you understand that she's not all there. Like, she's not, oh. she's not correct. Uh, and, or she's not, you know, at least all right. Well, uh, it's a long, hard road out of hell. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to, to quote Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that they could use a little bit more of that, like a little bit more characterization mm-hmm. uh, skills. Uh, being a writer, you know, Wait, uh, it, maybe a Johnny didn't have the reaction that we expected because there was no Theros Beyond Death story. That yeah, that's we were joking about. So that. Like, so his reaction is like, oh, I forgot. 
because there was no story about that. Hi. Right. Like, yeah. It's just a weird. It's just weird. Like yeah. it's just a weird cut. Like especially since like the very first story kind of recaps Elsbeth's death mm-hmm. from a Johnny's standpoint or whatnot, and her him her basically dying in his arms essentially. And it's like you feel like okay, that's that's a pretty solid level of emotion, and then you get to this cut where they meet and you're like okay where's the emotion here there's no emotion here like what is going on previously on (laughs) and there's a lot of name dropping uh Mm -hmm. and so but um one of the big things it's like kind of weird is like vivian reed is just on this planet randomly uh, on this plane randomly uh there's not really much set up as to really why she's there like they kind of just kind of explain that she's kind of searching for uh a plane that has a natural balance of some sort uh basically uh, a plane that has enough balance where she could lay to rest the spirits of her homeworld uh, that are resting in her bow uh, to where she can lay that to rest finally. And I guess she just ended up on New Capenna somehow and just was like, okay, this place doesn't really have what I'm looking for. Instead of going, I'm going to stick around for a little bit and see what the hell's going on here. Wait, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. So stay with me here. So remember the Huntress that was back on the world where the monsters mutated? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what, what about her? Like, uh, is she dead or something? No, no, no. She's fine. She's fine. She's just coming here to this world full of monsters. Well, why is she on this world full of monsters? Ah, uh, just because. But, yeah, right. you know, there's really no plant life or anything, you know, matching her color. You know, is it going to be hard for her? No, no. Just not really a big deal. Not even an inconvenience. Scott, uh, so she, the, 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 the joke is, sir, I'm going to need you to get all the way off my back about this one. Right. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That's the joke, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it just doesn't make much sense. And then it does, there. it does if you use the pitch meeting excuse. It's true. If you use the pitch meeting excuse, it, it, the pitch meeting excuse is this, she's there because the set has to happen. Right. Uh, but uh, Tezzeret is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, very randomly, and it appears that Tezzeret is helping Phyrexia, but he's also double-crossing Phyrexia. No. Uh, because I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound like Tezzeret at all, right? Like, that's perfectly on character for Tezzeret. Right. Uh, like, yeah, he's apparently um, wanting to um, double-cross Elish Norn mm-hmm. eventually, uh, and to do that, he is partnering with Urabrask, who is present on New Capenna. Uh, and Urabrask has established that he doesn't give a shit about wanting to convert everybody to Phyrexia. He doesn't give a shit about wanting ever, all life forms to be Phyrexia. And he just wants to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> and I'm like, this tracks so hard. Like, it, it tracks so hard for Urabrask. Like, he's probably the only one that's on character. He's just like, nah, I just want my people to be alone. I don't care about anybody else. I just want my people to be okay. Uh, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can get behind this guy. But um, apparently he also confirms that, like, uh, Elsbeth is apparently a a person of interest that scares Elish Nord. And I'm like, why? But that's kind of interesting. So um, if, if Urbrask played Magic, do you know what card he would play? Hmm. Silence, because he just wants some goddamn peace and quiet. He does, yes. Um, but he's mono red, so it's okay. <laughs> um, but 
we also confirm that uh, New Capenna is is Elspeth's home plane. Uh, so this is her home. This is where she came from before she sparked as a planeswalker. Uh, at some point there in the history of this plane, there was a, a war between the angels and the Phyrexians. Sweet. Uh, and they made some sort of deal with the demon lords of the plane uh, in order to uh, win the war. Uh, mm. Basically, it basically boiled down to, look, we're all screwed. And this is my guess. This is how this goes. Is that They probably approached the demon lords and said, look, we're all screwed if these things win. So join with us and we will work together to, to beat them kind of thing. Uh, and then after that, the angels disappeared. Uh, but there's still like a lot of motif of the city that has a lot of angel motif. There's a lot of statues that reference angels. Uh, there's a lot of um, certain things like architecture and stuff like that. That seems very angelic in nature because it seems like the city was built by the angels and the demons before they left. Um, and then... Like, there's also, like, small random stuff, like, um, the, the concept of the halo, uh, substance, uh, is... Wait, wait, the, the what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, apparently, like, it has something to do with, uh, angels being able to produce the substance, uh, and it was something that they left to the plane somehow, for some reason, it's not really clear, uh, so... But uh, we've got, you know, a couple of new pla- couple planeswalkers here. We've got Tez, we've got uh, Vivian, we've got Elspeth, we've got Obnixilus is here, and Obnixilus is just doing Obnixilus things, it seems like. I think it, this is basically what they've kind of established is uh, nobody knows who Obnixilus's name is, uh, so they just call him the Adversary uh, because he's running around with his own followers and kind of like trying to disrupt uh basically all of the trade that occurs between the families that control is he, the is he pushing the angel dust yeah that's awful yeah there there were plenty of times where i was reading this this these stories and going okay they they said these this this wasn't drugs um <laughs> um i'm really 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 losing that disbelief here come on like so yeah, a couple times, but it, I don't know. The story seems interesting enough. I like the idea of mobster playing to a extent. Like, there's a lot of cool. Like, okay, yeah, I can see this. Like, there's you know people with fedoras and pinstripe suits, and uh, you know, like there's cars, and you know, it's a suit suit riot, right? And it's it's that part's really cool. Uh, like I was telling Scott before the pre, uh, before the show, uh, there's a um, you know artwork out there for uh, Elspeth uh, in this set, and she's kind of dressed up like a 1920s flapper girl. Like she she kind of looks like a you know hip swinging you know chick you know, and she's got her hair bobbed up, and it's really cute looking. It's very adorable. And uh, I was just like, okay, I'm behind this. Like, this is cool. Like, there's, you know, some artwork of Obnixilus in, like, a pinstripe suit kind of deal. You know? Um, And it's established. So the weird thing is, is, like, Vivian is working with Tezzeret, in a sense. uh, Because um, 
she followed Tezzeret initially, I guess initially out of, okay, I remember you from the War of the Spark. You were kind of the bad guy. Uh, I'm going to follow you to see what you're you're up to or whatnot. And he led her to Urabrask, who Urabrask was basically like, look, this is a big threat to everybody. Uh, if you help me, uh, we can beat Elishnor or not. And so she agreed to kind of help out just because apparently they want to beat Ellis Norn. <laughs> and I'm like, none of this makes any sense at this point. Like teamer uh, mutate vehicle goblins. It's totally fine. Right. 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 So she's, she's kind of helping out there. Uh, and uh, she's supposed to kind of get in touch with Elspeth because obviously uh, Elspeth and Tezzeret apparently have some sort of history together. Uh, Cause you know, of, you know, the events of Alara. And so uh, Elspeth and Tezzeret don't get along. And so Tezzeret has avoided approaching her because of that. Because he's sure that her immediate reaction is going to be, I'm going to try and kill you. Uh, whereas... Wait, wait, wait. So Tezzeret is avoiding uh, a woman because <laughs> the immediate reaction is going to kill him. How, where did we hear of this before? Oh, yeah, Kaladesh, when Liliana's like, that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, not not saying, just saying. Right. So I think um, I think that it's um, interesting enough that Vivian is trying to, like, talk to Elspeth and stuff like that. That's kind of fun. Uh, but Elspeth's doing all these odd jobs for, like, the various families, uh, primarily starting off with the maestros. Uh, simply because they have access to a lot of like the artwork and um, statue art and stuff like that that has been recovered from the older city or whatnot. And there are statues that depict Phyrexians. And uh, she is basically there because she's A, trying to make sure that this is indeed her home. But at the same time, she's helping a Johnny by trying to figure out... Um, you know, okay, there was this war, and the Phyrexians and the Angels fought. How did they win? You know, we know that the city's still here, so we know that the, the Phyrexians didn't win. So how did they win? Like, how did they beat the Phyrexians? And uh, that's a really interesting question, uh, I think. And so they're they're kind of focusing on that. But, uh, so, of course, to doing that, she's infiltrating all these families. That's why she's, you know in this flapper girl outfit because she's, you know, infiltrating the cabarettis now, uh, which is kind of fun, but, uh, it's, it's a neat, neat sounding story so far. I, I don't know. I just, uh, there, there are just little things, uh, about the stories, uh, that just kind of nag me, especially since I've been back into writing more, uh, more fiction. I'm just like, okay, you can't just dump into like an emotional scene you know it doesn't work that way you know you have to build to that otherwise if you don't build for it build up to it it just kind of falls flat uh so if you don't have a a a proper build up for it you're just not it's not going to stick well with your audience and uh or and it's not really going to stick well with your characters uh so it's going to make your characters feel flat and I'm just like, yeah, it kind of does. So, but they've never had really high quality, you know, work, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, story and stuff like that. It's pretty young adult story, which is 
they don't generally focus that hard on certain things like characterization and sure uh you know or pacing because uh, i mean if this is done by friday that's that's a hell of a pacing effort but look how quickly kamigawa's story was wrapped up essentially so wait you know. where these stories are pretty much star wars episode seven eight nine as I far as quality. I, I wouldn't call them that. No, I think they're better than that. Um, okay. <laughs> there's enough. a lot there's a lot of things that are better than that. So Alright. Yeah. Uh, I don't but, know. But yeah, like we got the story. Uh we we've already seen the um uh, quote unquote triumphs were not triumphs. Yeah. The knockoff triumphs, I guess. Uh we're essentially getting the uh, shard-colored uh, triumphs. Yeah, I think we talked about uh, that already because yeah. those were already on there. But we've got you know, all these charms, oh. and we're getting ascendancies, and you know. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, I I think most of all the basic lands are like the coolest thing. Uh, sure, they're really neat looking. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know this. Well, I, I'm curious. You, you know what else is cool? And what else is cool is being able to, on, say, your instep, uh, me being able to tap a blue, a black, and a white, and casting a spell to bring my fairy time raveler from the graveyard back into play, and then untapping and taking my turn. Yep. Because that's uh, one of the modes on the... Obscura charm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obscura slash Esper charm, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, but we'll see um, what happens with the set, because... Yeah, after that, because um, that comes out in April, we get what double double masters masters maybe. Something Is like there that. A... That's a reprint set though. Yeah. So there's not much. Let uh, me see if there's a, a listing here. All right, here we go. Yeah, Streets of New Capenna, April 29th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So because it comes out in paper at the end of April, that's kind of quote unquote like a May release. All right, so. Yeah, after that will be the Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate, June 10th. Right. So that'll be a, a good stretch of <clears throat> five, six weeks <laughs> where there's not a new uh, paper set release. Right. Um, and even then, yeah, Commander Legends is not a standard set, so... Yeah, and there, yeah. there's nothing else with a date past Battle for Baldur's Gate at this point. September. Everything else, everything else is listed as quote quarters. Yeah, well, September is supposedly, I think, the release of Dominaria United. Yeah, uh, which is when rotation will occur for standard. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, one of the reasons that Loris was banned is that there's going to be something hot in like the next two. Well. Not Streets of New Capenna, but like in the fall and winter. Dominary uh, United and, and Bro- Brothers War are guaranteed to be like absolute bangers and sets, I'm sure. Right. There, there's right. got to be something in there that if Loris was still legal and modern, it was like, oh, fuck. Right, right, right. That, that's, that's my theory anyway. Right. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, um, uh, just kind of not much else going on magic uh doggos we, we we watched uh spider-man again uh oh we, nice we bought it on amazon okay. uh so we watched that again the other over the weekend 
wow, 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 wow. Yeah, such a good movie. So yeah, yeah, we were we were thrilled. It was just like okay, yeah, we can watch this from the comfort of our home now, anytime we want. And uh, so that was kind of nice. Uh, watch that Ryan, that new Ryan Reynolds movie, uh, the um, Adam Project. Oh, okay. Uh, so that movie is basically a Marvel movie uh, with, but without being a Marvel movie. Like it's got a bunch of people that have been in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, obviously Ryan Reynolds, you know, Deadpool. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is in it. Uh, Jennifer Garner's in it. Uh, so people who don't know Jennifer Garner wow, wow. plays actual plays, wow. Yeah, plays played Electra uh, in the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Uh, and then, uh, it has Zoe Saldana in it. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, this movie is just like a who's who of Marvel actors. Like what the hell? Uh, and it's great because you do get to see, like, there is like a literal scene where, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, character is punching Mark Ruffalo in the face, uh, and Mark Ruffalo punching Ryan Reynolds back in the face. <laughs> nice. So you're like, okay, the, that, this was, this was good. So um yeah so yeah stuff like that but um yeah uh but yeah we're starting to get uh in the weeds here so we probably should start wrapping up yeah like Uh, i'm i'm so behind on stuff like i've not watched picard uh moon knight came out uh as far as uh, the day we're recording today so yeah i'm super behind um (laughs) uh i'm re-watching the mcu yeah. So, yeah, it just well with the uh, NCAA college basketball tournament happening, when there's breaks in days where games are being played, right. uh, TNT or TBS or whatever, they're like, in uh, 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 game. There we go. That'll take about like three and a half hours of time slot. Right. Yeah, um, it definitely does. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm that's, like that's for sure. Uh, and it kept happening for like a couple days or weeks or whatever, and I'm like. Fine. Iron Man just, 1, here we go. Yeah, right, just go from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The best part is if you try to watch them in chronological order, that's really cool. I thought about that, and I'm like, nah, I'll just do this, because on Disney+, Plus, order. Um, if you do it by phases, yes. the the shorts are in there. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I never saw the short for the consultant. Mm. Uh, which I'm like, it's just mostly dialogue and just yeah, the, the a lot of a lot of fluff and, and 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 an excuse to take the end credit scene from Hulk and right. put it in with Hulk or Incredible Hulk, whatever, uh, and put it into something tied to the MCU that way. Although it was see, really tied to it, but whatever. have you have you you have watched the one that ties into Shang Chi, right? Uh, uh, hail, hail hail to the king. I, yeah, I I've seen it at least. I probably just seen it once. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it more than once. That was that, one, that yeah. one's good. I love Ben Kingsley. He's just yeah, fantastic. he's just fantastic. Yeah. So so yeah, it, it's weird because when I saw that and then eventually watched um, uh, the first Avengers movie, uh, there was a, a a bit of dialogue between Coulson and Stark where he's like, "No, we didn't need a consultant on this one or something," and I'm like. Huh, neat. They kind of like tied that in there, like after the fact type of thing. So it just, when I rewatch movies I've seen a lot, I always try and find something that maybe I missed or something 
maybe knew that they're acknowledging or whatever. So, so yeah. But anywho, yeah, yeah. Not not watched a whole lot of stuff yet. If uh, you want to recommend stuff for us to watch, we're about to tell you where to reach us on social media. Yeah, Scott, why don't you start with that? Sure. Uh, you can reach me at MTG Packfoils on Twitter. Uh, life has been pretty full right now. I want to write. I got ideas in my head. I just haven't made time to actually put them down. However, between the two of us, uh, Joe writes probably enough for four people. Uh, well, Joe, where can people find you on the internet and read your work? Uh, so you can find me on uh, Twitter at VolrathXP. You can also find my articles every uh, Tuesday and every Thursday at MTG Goldfish, uh, This Week in Legacy, and Vintage 101. Also got my YouTube channel at um, the um, uh, at VolrathXP on YouTube, uh, VolrathXP on Twitch. Did you need me to make a... You have a YouTube no, channel joke no. to get you through that? All right. No, no, you really didn't, but okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kind of doing stuff on there, uh, enjoying that. Uh, you can also find the cast at the Astrolab cast uh, and astrolabpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, uh, so super fun and uh, looking forward to doing more, so... Uh, but anyways, uh, that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, so I want to thank everybody again for listening. Um, we will not be having an episode next week. I will let you know ahead of time. Um, yeah. So, uh, and that's mainly because, um, I will be at, uh, my family and I will be at the Schuster center, uh, for the showing first showing of come from away. Uh, because uh, we have our season tickets for that. Uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Nice, so. enjoy and have fun, and uh, not a week from the day, but a week from tomorrow will be opening day in Major League Baseball because everything mm-hmm. got pushed back to the seventh. So yeah, uh, the it's crazy. We're here at the end of March, and we're about to hit April, and it, it seems like. January and February were just yesterday, and now here we are, like, knee-deep in the spring. Right. So, anyways, uh, again, thank everybody for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. And vote for Anakin. Hashtag MTG Dogs. Mm, yeah, he's, uh, we're at 30 minutes left, and he's still winning round one, so. Nice. Let's, let's go, Anakin. Uh, so, bye. Bye.